Hey, glad you chose to join us again today as we continue our journey through Scripture. Uh, We're going to be in Genesis chapters uh, 10 and 11 today. So pretty pretty short, um, very interesting story that we're going to be going over, the Tower of Babel. Uh, But I just want to encourage you as we begin this journey together um, that you can pick up any time. You can go back and listen uh, to previous ones or join us right, right where we are. Uh, we're, we're in this for the long haul. So we do this every Tuesday and Thursday. Um, I don't know how long that's going to take us, but it's going to take a while. And so I hope this is something beneficial for you. I encourage you to share this with other people, um, whether they've read through the scripture numerous times or maybe they've never done it. I'm hoping that this will be something of value and something that will uh, maybe make you think about scripture in a way that you haven't before. Um, I, I take a, a pretty big picture look, um, don't get in, involved in a lot of the, the little details, um, but what is the scripture teaching us about God, the truth of who God is, how he relates to us, and how we should be relating to him. And, uh, and the first part of Genesis is very important. And this is going to finish kind of the, the first uh, 11 chapters of Genesis, which is kind of that prehistory time. We don't really have a good way to date this. Um, this is all kind of prehistorical setting. Uh, it's bringing us up to the time of Abra- Abraham, uh, where, where that is in a historical context. Right? But this is all going, going prehistory, and it really sets the stage, if you will, uh, and gives us the, the character of God, uh, the, some of the basic truths of who God is. And that is so vital for us to understand. So as we start in, in chapter 10, if you need to take a moment to pause, pause it, read 10 and 11, join us right back. But uh, chapter 10 starts with, uh, it's kind of titled, it may be titled in your Bible, the Table of Nations. Um, this goes through uh, kind of the genealogy, if, if you will, the ancestors, the, the tribes that begin to be created after after Noah, um, you know, gets stranded on the on the mountain, and he now goes to start filling the earth. Right? God calls Noah and his family to fill the earth, and he starts doing that. And it's interesting. This table of nations. One thing I want to point out um, is, again, this is not a Jewish table of nations. These are not all Jewish people. They are not, for sure, aren't all Christian people. They are not all people of Islam. There's no religion connected with them. There's also no race connected with them. They are created, all races are part of this. This spreads out to the whole world, right? which is at the, at the heart who God wants to reach. He wants to reach all of us. Why? Because he created all of us in his image. Not, it doesn't matter whether you're male, female, whether you're white, black, whether you're brown or yellow, whatever color, that doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter your culture. God calls all of us. He's reaching out to all of humanity. And that's very important for us to understand about God because later he's going, the rest of the Bible is going to start focusing on this group of people that God calls to share his message with the world around us. But his message is intended from the beginning to be for everyone no matter who you are or where you are. And it's one thing kind of interesting as you read through 
Uh, all of the, the tribes and the people groups, there's 70 of them. 70 is, again, another number for completeness, uh, for uh, kind of this, this holiness this, that, that God uh, created everyone, that it was a complete list, uh, that it filled the earth. Uh, so we, we have that in chapter 10, and then in chapter 11, we have another little hiccup. Right? We have the story of the Tower of Babel. Uh, this is a, another story that most people have uh, known or recognized. And whenever I say Babel, there's probably one thing that comes to your mind, a big tall tower, right? A big tall building, something like that, that people wanted to, uh, to create, to go up into the heavens, uh, to be equal with God. Right? I can remember as a kid, you know, trying to, in, in my mind, thinking, man, how tall would this tower have been? It's going all the way up to heaven, right? <laughs> and and the, the reality is, is the tower is just one aspect to this. This is, is, is just a symbol of the attitude that the people were having. And in fact, the people weren't just building a tower, they were building a city. You look in uh, chapter, uh, verse 3 of chapter 11, says, they said to each other, come, let us make bricks, which is interesting wording there, that let us, God has used that word whenever he created, uh, whenever he created us, let us create mankind in our image. Uh, so now people are saying, hey, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They use bricks instead of stone. Uh, they said, come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered over the face of the whole earth. And so that's, that's their reasoning. That's this, the, the people's reasoning. They want to make this big city, and they want to have a, a tower that reaches to the heavens because they want to make a name for themselves. In other words, just as Adam and Eve did, they wanted to be as God. They didn't like the fact. They didn't want to, to be under God. They wanted to elevate themselves. They wanted to be famous. They wanted to make a name for themselves. And, and God sees this, and this is a, a major, major problem because what happens when people stop follow, following God and recognizing that there is God, and then us, and start to move themselves into that position of God, guess what happens? Always, inevitably, evil begins to persist. Because whenever we are the ones that are in charge, we inevitably are going to start choosing to do things our own way rather than God's way, and that leads to evil. And so that's what this group of people is starting to do. So you put... Put you, this is a dangerous thing to do. Put yourselves in God's shoes just for a moment because you don't want that power to go to your head. Right? Put yourself, you've just had the, uh, the, the flood. I say just, we have no idea. Years, years, and years. You have, have the flood where you saw how bad humanity got and the evil that persisted. And now you see this group of people basically starting to go the same way, starting to do the same thing. And, and so God sees that, and of course, he's going to intervene uh, as well. But, but we see this idea, and I want to talk just a minute about 
what it was that the, these people were doing when they were building this tower, building this city, is they wanted to make a name for themselves. They wanted themselves to be famous. They wanted to look good in the world's eyes, right, in, the, in a secular viewpoint. And, and the idea of fame and desiring that is, is common within all of us, some more than others, but, but all of us would like to be recognized. All of us would like to be elevated. Uh, and in fact, there's nothing wrong with setting goals and achieving goals and shooting for things that are, that are above where you are now. That, that God talks about that in, in other places. Um, in fact, he tells Abraham, you know, I'm going to make your name great. Right? So, so there's nothing wrong with, with that. But where is that motivation coming from? See, because what they are talking about here is that they wanted to become famous to bring glory to themselves, not to bring glory to God. And that is vital for us to understand. We live in a culture now where fame may be the number one thing people are looking for. (laughs) Uh, Through social media and what has happened, uh, just uh, the, the levels of fame, uh, are just all around us, and people are searching for that and searching for validation that comes through that. Well, that's bringing glory to you, not bringing glory to God. And there is extreme danger in allowing that to be your motivation for doing anything because there's quite a few things about fame. Uh, one is that it's usually pretty short. It doesn't last very long. You, you may not be popular for very long. You know, how many people do you know from your high school that they were the most popular person in high school and now maybe no one knows them, right? That it it, it nearly doesn't matter what you do, within a certain amount of time, people aren't going to remember it. Here's a good example. How many U.S. presidents can you name? Okay, maybe you're pretty good at that. Maybe you can name quite a bit. Now, what's the biggest accomplishment that each one of them made? I'm going to go out on a limb and say most of you are just kind of scratching your head. I am. I can tell you the last few, right? but, but I can't go way back in history. And these are people that were the most famous people in the whole country in, at, at a specific uh, time period. And yet, given time, fame fades. It's not lasting, which means it will not give you meaning. It will not give you purpose. Because it fades. It's also a trap. If you start working for fame, working for your own glory, then you get there, you achieve what you think it is that's going to give you that. It may give you that feeling, but you know that that's short-lived. So what do you have to do? Then you have to continue to work uh, and do other things to try to bring yourself glory, to try to seek that fame. And it leads to a tragic spiral because it never will bring you happiness. It never will bring you purpose. It never will bring you contentment. That is only found whenever we seek to live in a way that brings glory to God. Then we find purpose. Then we find meaning. So when God sees the people and he recognizes the problem, right? he sees that, uh, that they are going trying to make this city and this tower, and it's not that he's worried about a, uh, a skyscraper uh, ruining the view. <laughs> That's not it. 
He's worried about what this is going to do to the people and how they are putting God aside and they are elevating themselves. So it says in verse 5 of chapter 11, but the Lord came down to see the city and the tower where the people were building, said, if, the, if, if as one people speaking the same language they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Come, let us, there's that phrase, kind of interesting, let us now go down to them uh, and confuse their language so that they will not be able to understand each other. So God sees this and he recognizes the danger of what is going on here. And so he enters the scene and he causes confusion uh, so that they will not be able to do this. He recognizes the danger of them seeking their own fame rather than his. And, and I, I, I love how it says uh, that, come, come, let us go down. So just as God created, he said, let us create, He's like, okay, let us go down. We're going to break this up. And he says, if they can do this now, imagine what they could do. And, and that's, that's important for us to understand. The more we push God out of the picture, man, as societies and groups of people, we are co- capable of doing some pretty ugly and heinous things. That is why it is so important that we keep God as a center of, of us and hopefully in our society, that we, we espouse that in our society, the importance of keeping God as a central figure and his moral ethics as a central figure uh, of, of our society. Uh, so we see that that's the main reason. Uh, one other problem that you see here uh, is that the people are being content just to stay where they are. They are no longer fulfilling what God had called them to do by being fruitful and multiplying and what? Filling the earth. So they are just making this city. They're just content to stay there. They don't want to go throughout the whole earth. And so now they will be forced to. They are no longer able to speak to each other. So they are forced to spread out throughout the earth and to fill the earth just as God uh, had called them to do in the time of Abraham, uh, excuse me, in the time of Adam, and then right after with Noah, that God wanted the people to fill the earth. And they were kind of going against that. And they were like, ah, we'll just build a nice city here. And God made sure that that didn't happen. Uh, this also, I think it's important that the differences in language and culture and things like that, it's not a bad thing, <laughs> right? That that's, that's not something that we should fear. We shouldn't try to, to get rid of that. Um, it's okay um, to, to have different cultures and different peoples and things like that. The most important thing is what makes up the foundational principles. Are you following biblical, godly uh, values and morals? Uh, or are you seeking your own fame, seeking to name, make a name for yourself? That's a, that's a principle that we see throughout Scripture, and this is not the only story about that. It will be reinforced time and time and time again. So I encourage you to read through uh, chapter uh, 11. Uh, you see, you'll see the, the Tower of Babel, uh, and then after the, the Tower of Babel, uh, that little story ends in verse 9, uh, and it says, from there the Lord scattered them over the face of the whole earth. So now 
we've moved all the way from uh, Eden, the Garden of Eden, now to the whole earth is populated. And that leads us into the time of Abraham. So the end of chapter 11, you can read through there. Uh, again, get lots of, lots of names and ideas for names, uh, these wonderful biblical names. And it basically shows the lineage and the ancestors that lead up uh, to Abraham being born. And that's where we're going to pick up next time. Uh, so I encourage you to start uh, reading uh, Genesis uh, chapters 12 through 14. So we'll go 12, 13, and 14 uh, for next Tuesday. So I hope you have a wonderful week. Again, I encourage you, share this, get this, get this out, encourage other people to be part of it. I, I hope that it is encouraging to you and reminds us uh, of the biblical truth that God has so graciously given us. Hope you have a wonderful weekend. See you next Tuesday.